Hey guys, welcome back for our next episode of Dr. Z, A World Never Mentioned. So today, we will be continuing on a discussion of Latin America, but this time with our adventurous and fun-loving guest speaker, Shireen Yusuf Harris. Shireen is my maternal aunt, and I call her by her first name since she has such a young heart and a fun, energetic attitude. She is a petroleum engineer based in Houston, Texas, and has also been a Wim Hof Method instructor for two and a half years. She has been to 60 countries around the globe, in which she's lived in 10 of them, and basically has been to every continent with the exception of Antarctica. She loves participating in adventure sports, which range from hiking, diving, ultramarathons, and many others, which is actually part of the reason why she goes on such fun expeditions to some of these countries. So please join me in welcoming Shireen Yusuf Harris. Hey Shireen, how have you been? Hi Zian, I'm fine. How are you? Just hanging in there, um, keeping myself busy with this podcast and cricket. It's extremely hot outside, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's over a hundred here in Houston. Same in Maryland, actually. Yeah. So let's dive deep into the questions. Sure. Okay, so our first question is, what do you love the most about Latin American culture? I uh, love the fact that everyone is so happy all the time. I mean, it's one of the happiest. um, Brazil was one of the happiest countries I've ever been to. Almost everyone you see there is at the beach, dancing, having a good time. Uh, It's very rare to see people not uh, people complaining you know and I'm not I'm not gonna romanticize it and say that people don't have problems there but it is definitely a very happy culture and not only in Brazil if you go to Colombia it's the same you know people love dancing and uh, there's just a lot of fun I I don't know what it's like right now you know considering COVID's kind of hit everyone pretty bad but you know in general uh, it's definitely a um, a community kind of feeling. You you always have people coming together, meeting each other, you know, having food together and, and just having a good time. Yeah, I can definitely relate with you, Shireen, on the happy part. I mean, in Latin America, I feel like people are just really social and they just they're very out there. They love to explain their culture. And I even remember when I went to Dominican Republic, actually, for this summer leadership program all the community members I actually interacted with were just really amiable and accommodating. And I even had a a blast playing soccer with the kids. Yep, yep, exactly. (laughs) So um, tell us about the place you live in Brazil. I lived in uh, Rio de Janeiro, and uh, it's incredibly beautiful. I I stayed in a place called Botafogo in Rio, Mm -hmm. and it's pretty much, uh, you know, the city itself is along the coast, so you have a, a lot of beaches in and around the city. Um, it's got both water and a lot of incredible hiking spots. So it has it has the best of all worlds, I feel like. You know, it's got incredible weather, uh, got the, the water, got the hiking, got yeah. the forest. Um, it's It's got, uh, I, I don't know what it doesn't have, honestly. And it's got the best parties. Oh, yeah, for sure. Parties and- especially, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Carnival. So it, yeah. Yeah, so it just, um, you know, also uh, I was very lucky to be 
to watch uh, some football or soccer games there, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, it was incredible. The energy in the stadium um, there was unbelievable to just watch soccer there. Even having two local teams play against each other, you know, it was oh, really? such yeah. an intimate feeling, yeah. So, like, soccer just has, like, this huge impact on the country in general, right? Like, people bond over soccer and everything. Yeah, so the year I got there, um, you know, there happened to be World Cup happening the year. It, it wasn't the World Cup that actually took place in Brazil, but it was the, the you know, the time before that. Mm-hmm. And it was unbelievable. I mean, we had, um, we we would stop while we were working we would take time off to actually see a match if there was really brazil playing during the world cup yeah it was a really big deal you know and when brazil lost in that particular time um you know it was it was honestly the most morning i've ever seen so it, it's a big deal and it's not just the men i mean it's everybody it's oh yeah the women the men the children all of it you know so like there's this huge connotation back in the middle east you know where i was born where you usually noticed men were more involved in soccer, not not in Brazil. Brazil was across the board. Oh yeah, I'm sure even like this is just this is outside Brazil, right? The World Cup that you're talking. Yeah. About? Okay, yeah. so just imagine how it would be when everyone is in Brazil, like the World Cup in Brazil in 2014. Oh yeah, was, I'm sure it was insane. I wasn't. Yeah. I left Brazil already by the time that had happened, but I'm sure it would have been insane when it happened there. But you know, that being said, I'm actually happy. I got to experience it before it actually ended up being in Brazil because I think uh, it would have been, I don't know, but I would have think, thought that it would have been crazy during that time. Oh, you yeah. Know, similar chaotic, to, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, similar to Carnival, you know, like I was very lucky to have experienced the Rio Carnival in when I lived in Brazil because of the time the months before the actual carnival Mm -hmm. so like i had a lot of fun with the the parties that were happening on the streets and you know all of the partying that happened even before the actual carnival took place which i don't think you could do that if you just came to rio just to experience the carnival you know but yeah rio just sounds like an amazing place to me already so are there any (laughs) other sites that you'd recommend seeing in rio de janeiro yeah, so there's uh, the sugar loaf, mm-hmm. which is called Pound Um uh There's also, uh, you know, Uhka, which is the area where you have the sugar loaf, is a very beautiful place. You know, I think, if I remember correctly, I think the name of this, uh, the Spraya de Vermelia, mm-hmm. uh, the, the beachfront there, you know, which is gorgeous and such a beautiful space. And then, of course, you have Copacabana, you have Ipanema, Leblon, which are you know, the uh, very famous oh, yeah. Rio. You know, you also have the Fera mm-hmm. Hippie, which I don't know if it's still going on, but I remember when I was there, I think it's every Sunday morning, there is this little courtyard in just off of um, the Ipanema, uh, the Ipanema, Ipanema Beach uh, that they had this little get-together and all of these vendors would come together and they would sell just beautiful wow. artifacts, you yeah. know. Yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous looking things. And then there was uh, Lapa, which uh, for me, you know, I've spent many a night there uh, partying and listening to live music. Sounds fun. Um, there's a very famous staircase there, um, which, uh, you know, is really a pity that a couple of years ago, the person who actually made that staircase passed away. But it's really unbelievable. You have to see it when you go there. You know, it's a very famous staircase. 
that's right there in very just in Lapa itself. Uh, but yeah, this uh, it, Rio just has has no dirt. Oh wow! Or oh yeah, they're very um, clean, right? I mean, very hygienic and everything. Yeah, the people are definitely extremely hygienic. You know, they they um, yeah. I mean, I would I'm not gonna say that they are any more hygienic than the rest, but I I noticed that you know people would brush their teeth even after lunch. Oh, wow. You know, just something that I had not seen much. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I had very close friends and. I spent a lot of time with them at their house and they would literally brush their teeth after they had breakfast too, you know, which was amazing to me. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't mind taking showers a couple of times a day. They were, they were definitely uh, very hygienic there for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about Christ the Redeemer? Is that also in Rio? The statue? Yes. Yes. Crystal. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, yes. All right. So, where all in Latin America have you traveled and how were your experiences? Um, so I traveled to Argentina, to Chile, um, to uh, mm-hmm. Peru, to Colombia. Um, yeah, that's what I can. Oh, yeah. To Ecuador. Uh, you know, Latin America is unbelievable. <laughs> honestly, it's one of the most amazing continents uh, I have visited, I've visited probably all of them except for Antarctica. At oh this yeah. Point. And Latin America has just blown my mind, not just from the standpoint of how beautiful it is, but also the people. The people are incredible, you know. And uh, when I was in Chile and Argentina, my main focus was hiking and climbing. You know, in Argentina, you have Mount- the tallest mountain in South America there, Aconcagua. Yeah. So I went up that, and then you have W Trek in uh, Patagonia in Chile, which is what I did. Uh, spent a spent some time in the city there as well, you know, in Valparaíso and Santiago. Sure. Just beautiful cities, very clean, very organized. And you know, in Ecuador, I went to the Galapagos Islands. Yes, yes, I took a one week um, liverboard trip. So I just went diving three or four times a day uh, for about five or six days. It was an unbelievable trip. You know, got to see orcas and tiger sharks and hammerhead sharks and this unbelievable wildlife there um blue-footed boobies it was incredible and then um i'd say colombia you know from uh from a cultural just the people are so incredible you know they're i lived in colombia for some time as well so i got to see colombia a little more um but you know just from a standpoint of the music and the music in brazil is very different from the music in other parts of Latin America. Brazil is mainly Portuguese based, yeah. you know, and their song, you know, you have Bossa Nova, Forró, Funk, which is very different from Salsa, Maringue, Bachata, you know, but they're both very incredible. Like, I, I love them both. I love dancing to both. I love dancing to oh, samba, yeah, samba and I love dancing. Yeah. I've heard that in yeah. Kyle, actually, they have like samba schools that perform, right? Correct, correct. Unbelievable oh, performances. Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> it's a delight. For and sure. also, you mentioned Patagonia, right? So I actually mentioned that in my yeah. previous episode, and it's in Argentina and Chile, right? So correct. Did you mm-hmm. find um, like which was Patagonia the Argentina part of Patagonia more prettier than Chile, or did you find a difference there? Uh, so I would say that the Argentinian part kind of becomes more mountainous almost, wow. you know, okay. whereas uh, 
uh, Chile part is more rolling hills. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you can find that in on both sides and you can but I I definitely saw that more on the Argentinian side is is the elevation gets a little higher versus the Chile Chilean side it's 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 definitely high and low but it's more rolling. Yeah. So now that we've talked about countries besides from Brazil uh which was your favorite country that you traveled to in the region of Latin America? Oh my gosh. I wish you hadn't said besides <laughs> <laughs> Brazil really Brazil. blew my mind. You live there. There's colorful culture, yeah. samba, dances, but you got to choose from another country. Yeah. <laughs> um so I would definitely say uh you know from all of the Latin American countries I spent the most time in Colombia. So I went to Medellin, I went to Barranquilla which you know there's a carnival in Barranquilla as well. Mm-hmm. Um and then you know I got to see Bogota. So I I I spent uh quite a bit of time in Colombia got to see some music festivals there and so in that sense there was definitely more uh my exposure to Colombia was definitely more but I would say uh Ecuador was also pretty incredible I mean Ecuador you know just from a volcano the city the site mm-hmm. uh you know the diving the diversity uh Ecuador was also really really beautiful wow So I know you clearly couldn't choose one but definitely I could tell that you just love all of Latin America in general, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know it's so difficult because uh each one of these countries you could go back multiple times and have equally amazing trips. You know, sometimes one trip is just not enough, which is why traveling almost doesn't do it for me. I almost love to go to a country and live there, you oh, know, yeah. and traveling to a country is a completely different experience compared to living in a country because in Brazil even though I lived in Rio I traveled all through the country you know I started in the north from Fernando de Noronha got to see Recife uh came down south you know into Curitiba uh you know went to the west went to Pantanal Bonito it's unbelievable in one country you can have so much diversity you know a whereas you have in Brazil yeah uh, exactly you have the amazonia you have animals you have you know the beaches you have so much diversity in one country and it's not you know? only like diversity so of landscape it's like diversity of people as well like you see many races even exactly. many asian people actually right yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah sao paulo you have uh, such a high yeah. japanese uh, population there you know i went to a place called minas gerais which is south of uh, rio and you know it's Incre- like there was a place called Oro Preto which you know it just you don't even believe you're in Brazil you feel like you're in Europe you know really? and it's you know you sometimes realize how when you live in a country as diverse like Brazil sometimes you don't even have to leave the country you know to see the world because in your own country you can see so many different sites yeah. and so many different you know you come across so many different foods even you know So um so yeah it was it was quite the experience I mean for yeah. such a big country like Brazil I'm definitely not surprised Yeah you know I I also remember there was a place called Chapada de Manchina which is a national park in the middle of Brazil almost in the, it was in uh, some uh the state of Bahia Salvador mm-hmm. and um you know the place there was magical i remember thinking it was one of the most beautiful places i've ever been to in my life 
I went to a na- through a narrow canyon and saw this waterfall, an incredibly powerful waterfall. And the tour guide took us behind the waterfall. You know, so we were sitting on a tiny ledge behind this massive waterfall. And, you know, I've been to many waterfalls in my life, but this was an experience like no other because you get, got, I got to sit behind the waterfall curtain, you know, and having that water just fall on me. It was the first time that I remembered being so happy that I didn't know if I was crying or I was laughing. <laughs> I was so happy in that moment and the, the fall of the water on the face and, you know, not being aware if you are crying or if it's just the force of the water on your face. <laughs> it was one of the most magical experiences of my life. You know, I'll never forget. You know what, Shireen? After uh, COVID, this whole COVID uh, time, just make sure you take me back if you're ever planning to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure, Zian. I'll definitely <laughs> take you there. Okay. Now coming to my favorite question. What are the best Latin American delicacies in your opinion? Oh, my gosh. Um, so I like ceviche a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like the way uh, Latin Americans prepare their meat, you know. So whether it's picanha in Brazil, in um, Argentina, there was, uh, you know, just different cuts. Argentina is very famous for their mm-hmm. meat, you know, their steaks. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh, in Colombia, depending on the place you are living in, the food changes. So, you know, if you go to Bogota, it's more soups and warm food because it's a little higher elevation versus if you go to, uh, you know, the north in, in if you go to uh, the coast, you know, Cartagena, mm-hmm. it's a little different food. You know, I completely forgot. Uh, I also went to Peru. Oh, yeah. That was a country I forgot to mention. And I got to do the Machu Picchu um, Inca Trail oh, yeah. there, Salcantari. Extremely prevalent, especially in Peru. Yeah, so so the food in Peru also, Peruvian food is incredible. Just they are quite, it's quite spicy, you know. I mean, depending on where mm-hmm. you are, you can get the same thing with uh, Brazil. Depending on which part of Brazil you're in, the food can get quite spicy and it can get quite bland. But I have to say, even though I completely lost my spice quotient when I lived in Brazil because over there people didn't even use black pepper in their oh, food. Really? You know, it was uh, it was a joke that I had that pepper there is white pepper. Oh. You know, actually, so, on that topic, uh, yeah. um, so I actually brought up food in my last episode as well, and I've actually noticed or at least um, observed that the difference between Argentina and Chile in terms of food is that Chile puts all these flavors and spices and everything. Well, Argentina just puts like salt and pepper as their like main flavor. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I was going to say that even the places where they don't put a lot of spices and flavor, the food tastes so delicious. Mm. And the flavor of the food comes through, which I really love that in Brazil, you know, uh, just the food as it is, even without a lot of flavor, was incredible. And another thing in Brazil that I loved, which, you know, now is becoming famous in the U.S., but was acai con granola, you know, which is uh, acai with granola. But in every small little shop on the side, you can get acai, you know. And, oh, my God, I would have it two times a day sometimes. And I got addicted to that thing, you know, when I was there. And uh, like I said, you know, there would always be these little uh, fairs where you could buy 
different kinds of food from different parts of Brazil in this uh, Fera Hippie, you know, uh, the Hippie Fair, where you could get all of these uh, different, you know, moqueca, the, the different uh, cuisines from different parts of Brazil. Uh, there was a cake made of tapioca. Just, I mean, I cannot stop. <laughs> wow, there's just too many. It's, and honestly, it's just too many. And honestly, yeah, just, yeah, exactly. From someone who loves flavor and, um, I like drink hot sauce. I mean, you know, like Indians just love spice. You think, but there's just, yes, it doesn't is. matter because the food will be good no matter what with the fla- all the variety of flavors and everything, right? Yes, yes, exactly. So, um, what, um, do you see a difference in celebrations between each country? Like you talked about carnival in Brazil, like, and you also went to carnival in Colombia. Do you see a difference? Or like, was, was there like, a- yeah, so I would say, Colombia Carnival was definitely more family oriented. You know, I really enjoyed it. You know, I saw a very famous Colombian artist there, Carlos Vives, who's, uh, you know, is really big in Colombia. And uh, in Rio, the Carnival is more like, you know, like I explained, um, if you are following cricket and you see a match, which is not World Cup, but it is a match between India and Pakistan, it's incredibly big, right? Uh, but, you know, you see the World Cup, the World Cup is huge as well. And it's the same thing when you think of Carnival in Colombia and, and Brazil. You know, in Brazil, in Rio, that is worldwide. Everybody all over the world knows about uh, the Rio Carnival. You know, it's oh, huge. Yeah. It's like the World Cup. Whereas the B- Carnival in Barranquilla was not as huge as Rio, but it was incredibly big. Like the whole country knew- knows about it. It's a lot of partying. Uh, and, you know, actually it was all day. We started all in the morning and went all through night and it was a full day experience, you know. So uh, it was it was really amazing. I, I can't say that it was exactly the same because of this, just how massive the Rio Carnival is, you know, and how many thousands of people come, uh, mil- you know, millions, I would think, uh, come to see the Carnival in Rio, whereas... Uh, Barranquilla was smaller, but it was still really, really a lot of festivities. Oh, yeah. Were there any other festivities that you noticed besides from Carnival in Latin America? Well, I've not been to the one in Trinidad and Tobago, but I can't wait to go there. That's not really, I mean, I don't know if Trinidad and Tobago is considered Central America or South America. I don't know, but um, I would say it's more Central probably. But I maybe Central. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say that uh, when it when it came to South America, um, you know, from a celebration standpoint, you it doesn't take much. You know, even if there was no festivity, we you go out on a weekend night or sometimes even weekday nights, and people would be out and having a beer or sitting on the side of the street and just having a lot of fun, and people get together and and just um, just meet and 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 have fun. You know, so. It's it's a very happy culture, like I I said initially. Yeah. It doesn't take much for people to celebrate, you know. Yeah, I know. That's I find that very remarkable about the Latin American culture. Yeah. So, uh, can you speak Portuguese? And what are some differences you've actually noticed between the two languages of Portuguese and Spanish that you observed? Um. Yeah. So I would say that uh, Portuguese and Spanish are quite similar. They're both Latin based. What I've noticed is most Portuguese speakers can understand Spanish, but it's not otherwise. So 
most spanish speakers don't necessarily follow portuguese very very clearly you know so spanish speakers just prefer if portuguese speakers just speak portuguese versus try to speak spanish because it's a lot harder for them to understand oh, wow. but portuguese yeah i've noticed portuguese speakers tend to follow spanish a lot easier it's probably because it's the only country in latin america that speaks um that speaks portuguese uh, and while every portuguese. other country around it speaks spanish it speaks spanish yeah. you know <laughs> that's probably what it is too i think you know but uh, there are some words that are quite similar but there are also things that are very different you know uh, you can't just assume like for example um you know in uh, spanish uh, slow is despacio mm-hmm. whereas in uh, portuguese is devaga oh, okay. you know it sounds completely different but it's um you know it's yeah i don't know if somebody said despacio to me i understood that that's what they meant was devaga you know or like uh, you know in um, espanol you say adelante means you know keep going keep forward yeah. you know move forward you don't say that in you don't say that in portuguese you know you say something is in front in portuguese you say i'm french oh wow that sounds completely french yeah yeah it's completely different <laughs> and you know if you say thank you in espanol is gracias whereas in portuguese is for a girl is obrigada for a guy is obrigado so it's there are words that are completely different you know but you can say hola in both languages and you can understand you know everybody will understand or um you say some like como como is the same in both languages so some some words are similar some words are very different but for the most part you can i think you can pick it up pretty quickly if you know one you know oh yeah i've also heard that in portuguese they actually is like a lot of the sh- or like the sh syllables and many and like the j syllable and spanish they barely use those right Oh yeah yeah that's very true so like for example uh, jose which is j o s e would be jose in in oh, brazil wow. okay. you know so it's actually literal yeah, yeah or yeah so you know there's also some names that exist in brazil that don't exist in uh in latin uh, in other spanish speaking countries uh, a name like joao oh okay joao does not go, is not there in any other uh, country yeah no i've actually or you know like before. yeah joao or also for that matter you know pan is bread in uh, yeah. spanish and pão is how you say it in um, in portuguese oh, okay. you know it's a completely different letter a with a tilde on the top pão so it's kind of like a little nasal tinge to it you know so it uh, that it doesn't french, if that makes sense a little bit <laughs> yeah 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 and you know uh, so there are letters that don't exist you know like the nya in uh, uh, spanish with the n with yeah, a tilde yeah. that does not uh, exist in oh, portuguese not, but not. you can write, yeah it does not exist but you can write nh and it's the same pronunciation you know so yeah so it's uh, yeah there there are cha- there are differences for sure but uh, but for the most part it's quite similar yeah yeah because the the line based and they're both romance called um languages Correct. yeah so coming to differences exactly. were did you see any major differences between the culture in Latin America compared to like the culture in the United States oh wow <laughs> oh my gosh of, like, i would say and everything yes yes for sure so you know in latin america we kiss on the cheeks to greet you know so we don't necessarily do that to everybody but 
depending on where you are in Latin America, you know, sometimes you kiss once, sometimes you kiss twice, sometimes you kiss three times, you know. Uh, I think in U.S., you either just shake hands or you hug, you know, you don't kiss on the cheeks. Yeah, it's very um, uncommon. Yes, very, very uncommon. I would definitely say the Latin American society is also a lot more uh, touchy, you know, like they... Um, I don't know how to say it, but uh, it's more, uh, more. There's a lot more touch. Oh yeah. You know, like you're talking to a friend, you've got a hand on their hand, or you know, you ask them questions, and you know, to make sure they're okay, you rub their shoulder. It's more very acceptable right? to be. Yeah, yeah. Very physically expressive as well. Uh, the Latin American culture is compared to the U.S. It was definitely a change for me when I when I moved from. U.S. to Brazil, it took me a while to get used to how close everybody was, you know, and then I loved it. And then uh, there was no going back from that. You know, I I really enjoyed it and it made me feel totally at home. And, um, you know, that being said, I mean, it's not right or wrong, not good or bad. You know, the U.S., I think it's just yeah. a, it's just differences. Yeah, exactly. And also um, in Latin America. I've no they live in like very collectivist societies, so they would prize their family as like top. Like they would give their first priority to family when like making decisions. Or they would care more about their family. Yeah. They live in large families. So family plays like a huge role in Latin American culture compared to the people in the United sure. States. Sure. So that's a very good point you brought up. So in in uh, Brazil, let's speak specifically for Brazil, uh the name of every child actually has the mothers family and the father's family oh yeah which i thought was amazing yeah so they have four names you have the first name the middle name and then you have the mother's family and then you have the father's family yeah that's actually interesting because and... my spanish teacher um her name has two gonzalez's because um her mother and her father's last name were gonzalez yeah there you go so that's uh, that's definitely a difference and it's definitely the woman plays a very strong role for sure um in the family in in the latin latin society for sure oh yeah and coming to our last question of our um talk today if anyone wanted to travel to brazil or any other country in latin america what are some tips you would give i would say um you know learn as much as you can before going about the country you know today there's so much uh you can find on the internet and Lonely Planet and TripAdvisor. Uh, every, like we talked about, you know, of course, I haven't covered so many things, but every single place has its little tweaks and its cultural differences, you know. It's best to understand them before going as much as possible. Of course, when people look at you, they know you're a foreigner. So they're a lot more patient there. So if you're, you know, if you, you don't ever have to worry about offending people, they'll just look at you a little confused, <laughs> but then they'll realize very quickly, that you're not from the country and they're very forgiving there, you know? So that's good. Um, it, yeah. I'd say, you know, that's one. And then uh, like any other country, uh, you know, be aware of your surroundings and be aware of your belongings, you know? So ensuring that, you know, when you have a wallet, you know, it's not sticking out of your pocket or if you have a, a you know, I always used to wear a, a purse or, a handbag that was strapped across my body, you know, not just on one side. Mm -hmm. So it's just uh, safer that way, you know, and it's not that, uh, oh, yeah, I'm saying Latin American countries are dangerous. It's just a lot of these things are 
when you're a foreigner, you kind of stick out like a sore thumb, especially when you don't look like the general oh, yeah, population. Just in every you know, so in general do, in this world, yeah. Yeah, you, 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 well, which is one of the advantages of Brazil because it doesn't matter how you look, you could be some part of, you could be from some part of Brazil. You know, you go further north and people there can get, uh, you have the full gamut, you know, where you have people who are black and then you have people who are white and you have people who are blonde, you have people who are black hair, you have people who've got brown skin, you've got the entire gamut oh, yeah. in Brazil. And so it's easier to, you know, kind of fit in into the crowd there. But that won't be the case in a lot of the countries. You know, you might stick out like a sore thumb if you're a foreigner. Uh, and, you know, so as a result, you become an easy target sometimes. But, you know, that's not to say you won't, that wouldn't be the case in any country that you travel to. That isn't just, you know, that's also if you go into uh, areas of New York, I'm sure you have to do the same thing. You know, <laughs> it's, there are certain areas in Houston as well where you have to be more careful than the rest. So it's no matter where you are, you have to always keep that in mind, especially when it's a city you don't know and you're not familiar with. Uh, you have to be aware that uh, you should just be aware of your surroundings and, and consistently be aware of, you know, your belongings. Okay, yeah. So fantastic, Shireen. Uh, thank you so much for coming and sharing your amazing experiences with us. I'm sure your insightful responses have definitely motivated listeners to either want to go to a country in Latin America or even just want to learn more about the region. And honestly, our talk has definitely intrigued me more. And thank you again. And I really appreciate you being here. Oh, my pleasure, Zian. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing this podcast. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed the insightful talk today and learned a bunch about this region from someone who's actually lived there. Let me sign off with a quote, like always. This one from David Mitchell. Travel far enough, you meet yourself. Or in Espanol, viaje lo suficiente, te encuentras a ti mismo. Make sure you all stay tuned because the Middle East is coming up next.